Welcome to the Guildhall School Events Podcast. Today I'm very pleased to welcome Graham Johnson, Senior Professor in Vocal Accompaniment, who's leading an exclusive Faculty Artist Series concert in the Milton Court Concert Hall on the 7th of November. Graham, welcome. Your Faculty Artist Series programme takes in vocal works by Schubert, Poulenc and Britton, and you'll be joined by an exceptional lineup of singers, including Dame Felicity Lott, Ailish Tynan, Adrian Thompson, who's also a professor at the school, Stephen Varco, and recent Guildhall alum, Benjamin Apple. Can you tell us about the programme and how you put it together? Well, I was attracted by the idea of Graham Johnson and Friends, and I actually realised how much friendship matters in the musical world and how much friendship plays a very important part, not only for performers of my generation, but for composers through the ages. So it was using that idea as a theme. It's quite often very nice to suddenly have a theme come up just because somebody else comes up with the title. Mm-hmm. And Graham Johnson and Friends was, well, we started off with friends of mine over many years, Dame Felicity Lott. We're shortly going to do our farewell concert together at the Wigmore Hall after 40 years of working together. Stephen Varco, who's been a friend of mine for the last 40 years as well. Adrian Thompson, slightly younger, but many, many years. And um, it seemed to me that in mingling the ideas of Poulenc and Britain as friends, composers who saw the writing of vocal music in the same light, tonal adversaries of the great avant-garde movement that swept through Europe, where music was dodecaphonic, but who nevertheless insisted on writing singable melodies for the human voice. That friendship was both in terms of their shared artistic ethos in some, but not all, respects, and also in the fact that they got on very well on the occasions that they did meet. In the first half, we have leader Schubert, a major preoccupation of mine, and the texts are by people who were dear to Schubert, who were friends in his circle. So the whole programme in a sense, users, friends, people I've known, newer friends like Ailish Tynan, delightful Ailish, and Ben Apple, one of the most gifted of the young leader singers here in this school. And uh, yes, that's the idea, the, the passing the parcel, as Alan Bennett says in the history books. <laughs> the idea of the older generation having something to hand on, and maybe that younger generation in years to come doing a programme like this which will also keep the thread going, the laying on of hands, the passing on of one tradition to the next generation. The concert forms part of the school's wider Poulenc Festival, which you have put together to mark the 50th anniversary of the composer's death. The festival features performances from Guildhall Singers and Pianists and incorporates the Paul Hamburger Prize for voice and piano duo. You've also recently recorded the complete Poulenc songs on a four-CD box set for Hyperion. What is it about his music in particular that inspires you? Oh, my goodness, well, he was an early love. I mean, I remember with Dame Phyllis Delot, who will be singing Poulenc in my concert at the Barbican, discovering him together in about 1971 when we were students together. Well, it's, you know, he's one of those composers that singers always love to sing because of the beautiful vocal lines, the use of harmony that is suggests popular song of the period but isn't popular. In other words, it's not the same as Maurice Chevalier and all those songs of the chanson, but there is a nostalgia, there is a tenderness, there is a well, it's it's almost crossover music, but it's crossover music of a very elevated kind. 
he uses very great poetry, sometimes very difficult to understand poetry, and the directness of his music illuminates that poetry, and the poetry, in a sense, often gives weight to music that otherwise might be considered lightweight and sentimental. So a balance is struck between his particular poets, who are amongst the greatest of the 20th century in France, Paul Éluard, Guillaume Apollinaire, Max Jacob. Well, I mean, what's there not to like about Poulenc? A amiability, a depth of feeling where you would least expect it, a jovial quality which is also near to tears. It's the extremes, the ups and the downs, and the, above all, the the tenderness, I think, that's what I would say. A composer who understands the human condition marvellously. And this year there were several big composer anniversaries, the music industry celebrating the 100th anniversary of Britain and the 200th anniversaries of Verdi and Wagner, but there are perhaps fewer institutions marking Poulenc's anniversary. What is it about Poulenc's music that you think has made him perhaps less well known and do you think he's a composer who deserves to be better recognised? Well, of course, these are great anniversaries for um, Verdi and Wagner because 1813 is the bicentenary of their birth. We had a similar big uh, anniversary in, in 1997 for Schubert's 200th anniversary. And Beethoven in 1770, it's after all a strange anniversary. It's the 15th anniversary of Poulenc's death. Mm. So I don't think it places it on the same level, but I would say this, yes, in comparison to when you talk about the really big guns like Verdi and Wagner, um, who are great opera composers, you have to realise that Poulenc surprisingly wrote a very great opera, Les Dialogues de Carmelite, and that has held the stage about the Carmelite nuns at the time of the French Revolution. And he's written a light-hearted opera called Les Mamelles de Theresias. What's extraordinary about Poulenc is he started off without anybody expecting him to be all that important as a composer. And, you know, he is in some respects what the French call a petit maître, a little master. In mm. other words, you know, let's consider another composer, Renaldo Hahn, who's so famous for some of his songs. But Poulenc surprised everybody by always upping the ante in terms of his importance choral work like Figure Humaine, which is much more important than people thought, a real interesting body of piano music, and above all, this body of songs, um, 170 of them, which actually are as important as the songs of Debussy and Foray. So yes, you wouldn't place him up there, you know, on the same level perhaps as um, Debussy, but you know, as we begin to see more and more of his output, and it's not as if he cannot be mentioned in the same breath as Debussy and Ravel. And in terms of his song composing, he certainly can be mentioned in the same breath. Thank you. Poulenc drew a lot of his inspiration from poetry and art, um, and I read an interesting feature in The Telegraph earlier this year which highlighted a wonderful quote from the composer himself, which suggests that it was when looking at Matisse's illustrations for Mallarmé's poems that taught him the value of refining an idea. Um, Poulenc wrote, Matisse went in three or four stages, from the complex and thick to the most ideally simple and pure pen strokes. I often tried, particularly in the accompaniments of my songs, to follow this lesson. Is there a sense, do you think, that Poulenc writes for the accompanist as much as the singer? Well, certainly, because it was for him. Yeah. He was one of those people, all the great song composers, you know, have played their own songs, whether it's Schubert as an accompanist, or Brahms, or Wolf, or 
Debussy or Britain, who was one of the world's greatest ever accomplices. You know, that's uh, very, very true. I would say that um, the clarity, the texture of Poulenc's songs, and I know exactly the cycle that he's referring to, that Matisse quote, it's the first of the five poems of Éluard. When this great poet came into Poulenc's life, he realized that there was a depth of utterance which could be complicated by too many notes, too thick a texture. So he took from Matisse's example the idea of refining something down to the least possible, mm -hmm. where less is more, and that's actually very often a sort of a aspect of French art, which is considered famous for its economy and for its sense of proportion, and for the fact that it doesn't have a bombast, which you know certain arts do. Oh, certainly, Poulenc had a long uh, relationship, um, professional relationship with the baritone Pierre Bernac for whom he wrote a large number of songs and whom he toured, came to this country very successfully, went to the United States. Poulenc's songs were written for himself, so yes, he loved playing his accompaniments. And I think, you know, accompanists really love the music because they're written by a person who knows a lot about how to write effectively for piano. There are some Poulenc songs that are hard, but they're never stupidly hard. They're <laughs> never sort of perversely hard, like some people's music is. They fall under the fingers, and once you've got it, and once you can emulate that beautiful sound he made, that transparent, lush, generous, sensual sound that seems to be brushing the keyboard with feathers rather than plonking down with a hammer. <laughs> I mean, oh no, I mean the sound of Poulenc. One should listen to his recordings to try and get an idea of how the, the song should sound. But yeah, lovely accompaniments to play. Okay. Um, the Faculty Artist Series is a chance for Guildhall musicians and the wider public to hear Guildhall professors perform. What do you think, or perhaps what do you hope, students get from hearing their tutors perform in a concert setting? Well, it's a very redoubtable thing for the, for, the, for the teacher to live up to. After all, it's hardly the most wonderful um, idea to sit in a hall where students who, you know, have got a lot on their side, they don't have experience, maybe, and they haven't played a lot, but they've got youth and energy and concentration, and it's one of these wonderful things when one gets older, one's got more experience, more knowledge, but I'll tell you this, performing on stage doesn't get any easier because <laughs> of experience or knowledge. That's gathering together the energy and the willpower remains a challenge, and it, you know that's one of the reasons why people in the end choose to retire. Yeah. But I'm nowhere interested in uh, retiring yet. I don't know what's people will get. The idea of a beautiful acoustic like Milton Court, which is truly something wonderful for the Guildhall to have, and truly something, although we've got nice concerts halls here, that's in a different class. And so I'm hoping that the general sound culture that working with singers needs in terms of accompanying will be very much raised to a new high by the experience of having that acoustic of Milton Court reverberating in the ears. Thank you. And finally, Graham, what projects do you have coming up that you can share with us? Oh, various things. I tend to write a lot these days, and I'm waiting, I'm dealing with the proofs for my um, huge three-volume set of songs on the Schubert. It's a set of commentaries, um, published also as part of the Guildhall's research programme. And so the Schubert book, you know, it's uh, the number, when you've got a 3,000-page book, the number of proofs coming Gosh. up is pretty remarkable. <laughs> I'm working on a new study of Poulain songs, which will be a companion volume for um, 
for the book on foray songs, which is already published here by the Guildhall, Ashgate. Yes, and, and various songs. I've got to go to Vienna with Felicity Lott to do Poulenc's Love, White You Men, which is a wonderful opera that he wrote, and uh, that's in Vienna. And I've got New York coming up and, and uh, both performing at the Carnegie Hall, going to San Francisco, that type of journeying around. Sure. A few days' time I'm going to Dusseldorf to play a recital. So, you know, we are, we are creatures who travel, but I've made a combination of traveling, playing, teaching and writing, and that's a combination I like very much. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Graham, for taking the time to speak with me thank today. Thank you. Thank you. Graham Johnson and Friends will perform in the Milton Court Concert Hall on Thursday the 7th of November at 7.30pm as part of the school's Faculty Artist Series and tickets are still available from the Barbican box office.